GameZillaMedia.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. Gamezilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, co-host Jazzy Fiddle. Because it's the greatest game in the world. Very good. Deadite Knight and Testonomics, the producers of the show. Welcome to the show. It's sort of a game in the world. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and you are listening to a very special episode. We are now officially in E3 2018, and we have our first of the big three taking the stage with Microsoft Xbox. We're going to do our recap right now. Are we giving this an episode number then? Is that is this still? No. This is just an E3 coverage. Yep. So this is just the Xbox E3 2018 episode. Correct. Okay. I concur. It's a special. Special. So we're going to let Jazzy, because he's the one that took the notes because he has the best handwriting of the group. So we wanted to be able to read what we wrote. So Jazzy's going to lead us down the list of what happened during the uh, presentation, and then we're going to give some opinions on it and uh, try to give it a final grade at the end of this. I don't even have handwriting. That's true. It doesn't qualify. Yeah. <laughs> Got to have hands. All right, Jazzy, um, take it away. <laughs> let's thank let's thank our patrons, though, for, uh, for giving us this ability to do this stuff. Yes. Thank you to all our patrons. Visit us on patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Start your patronage today and give back. So we can give you wonderful content like we are giving you right now in this special E3 edition of the Games Little Podcast. Bottom line, if you like this, support it. Help us help you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, yes. it. That's it. It's as simple as that. That's the bottom line. Good Stone Cold Impressionist said so. What? <laughs> My Stone Cold impression was pretty off today. It wasn't raspy enough. Yeah, it's all right. We'll, we'll let you slide this yeah, time. Yeah, we'll let you slide. I need, I, I'll, I'll get it tomorrow, though. Okay, good. Okay, so Microsoft starts out swinging right off the gate. Before we even get to see Phil, we get Halo Infinite. I did Infinite. I said <laughs> inf- infinite. Uh, so I, I, said I, gave, it was I gave you this opportunity. Would you like me to read <laughs> your notes for you? No, no. <laughs> I gave no. you. God damn it. That's it. That's the show. That's the recap. Good job, everybody. Good job, Xbox. Halo you did a better infinite. job than Jazzy did. We know how to read here at Motor City Gaming. Not, Some of us. Not true. Not true. Yeah. Not everyone. Literacy not guaranteed. Okay, so the Halo. Halo. Yeah. Halo. That's what we got. Halo. Well, a new game from Halo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the new trailer l- drops, and you know the, we're in like the woods. It looks really pretty. We're, nothing gives it away until the very end when Master Chief's helmet just is kind of hanging in his hand. And, you know, it kind of pans out and we see what's left of what looks like a halo structure up into the sky and, you know, it, it, it ends. So there's no g- real gameplay. It's all just, you know, cutscene footage. But it does But it is does look like the, the next gen engine that they're using. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here we are. 343 just led, led the show with a teaser. It was, you know, we had no dates. We had, even when Phil came out after, there was just like, uh, yep, we're working on it. Can't yeah, can't absolutely. wait to show you more, but the interest. I guess the interesting fact would be, is it's not Halo. It's not titled Halo Six. Yeah, my, one of my predictions for the beginning of the show was that we are going to get a new Halo, but it wasn't going to be Halo Six. So, do we know? For sure that this is not Halo 6 and just got a different title to it. Right, yeah, that's true. We don't know. Maybe because Halo, they, they weren't happy with the way Halo 5 was received that they wanted to uh, change up the marketing a bit. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I also kind of get this feeling in a sense, like, when you start to think, talk about games, when when it's, like, number 7, number 8, number 12, right? Like, it, like it doesn't work anymore. The number doesn't work anymore. It, it's just, like... I don't know when PlayStation Nine comes out. Like I don't know if they'll stick to the numbers if they have that many generations still. Because when you get that high up, I don't know. It just feels like 
it's not a good title. It starts to feel too old. Like movies don't do it. Like you know, you don't see like Halloween Ten. Like you know, they give it some sort of like the resurrection of right. Michael Myers' exactly. ghost. So is that yeah. what we're seeing here with Infinite? Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it, the number's five. Like anything after five just starts to seem like it's too much. I mean, Resident Evil Six was hot garbage. So maybe you're onto something. So. Soul Calibur 6, though. It's titled Soul Calibur 6, so you better be careful because if you curse a game that's not out yet that I'm excited for, I might Maybe. have to kick you off the show. The, the, there's exceptions. There's Just exceptions. Say, yeah. When you when you get to the 10th game and label it X, it's cool. It's, yeah, it's cool. it gets good again, yeah. Mortal Kombat yeah. X, Jason X. Mega Man X. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was there a, you go. Yeah. I, like how you, I, like how Jason really was, I like how Jason X was in the middle of that. Game, movie, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but J, Jason X is life. I do like Jason X for, for what it is. Right. Um, well, after greatness. Halo, after Halo, we get an Xbox exclusive game in Ori Will of Wisps, in which we get a date of 2019. Yeah, Will of the Wisps. Will of yeah, the, the Wisps. Wisps. Yep. And Will of the Smiths. Yeah, so we get the date, which we didn't get last year. Uh, which We don't get a date. We just get we a just window. Get the, yeah, window 2019. Uh, but we do get to see gameplay. We actually get to see a lot of gameplay, including some new mechanics where it looks like... And, it, and again, if you haven't played the first Ori, this is there's, there's some spoiler in this in the sense of where this little creature comes from, in a way. But you have a little owl. You have this little like bird owl you know, creature um, that you are, seem to be nurt- raising along with your friends. And it is involved in the game where you're watching Ori fly on it. You know, to get to places in in the game. So it looks, I mean, it's Ori. The music sounded amazing. The visuals look great. Ori has some new moves. We saw Ori with like a sword. We saw Ori with a bow. You know, all energy based. You know, he's he's building it off of himself. But it looked really cool. And um, you know, 2019. I can't wait. I loved the first game. I I'm a day one, you know, day one player for this. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The second I saw the owl, I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I, that I, little owl does look uh, yeah. super I good. I got about halfway through the first Ori, and not only did this respark me going back and finishing up you the should. first game you for should. sure, but um, that you, owl. Um, you also should, based off of the creature that landed at the end of the trailer that looked partially cybernetic, partially like rebuilt or something, mm-hmm. um, I'm wondering if it's a connection to a creature in the first game. So uh, very, very possible because I'm because you kind of wonder like what's driving this adventure in the second game, and and now it's kind of looking like it might still tie back into the first game, without giving any spoilers away. All right. All right. After that, we get a new game in Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice from software game developers uh, with a window of 2019. Before we get into that, can I just I, I do I do have to correct myself. Mega Man X. Isn't technically the tenth Mega Man game. It's the seventh one. Yeah, it's this. It's actually. Is it? Yeah, it's because well, it came out before seven. It came out before seven. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there you go. Sorry. Still sounds cooler. Yeah. Fine. What's the point? So there. fine. Final Fantasy X. There you go. I don't know. I never played that game. Was it any good? I don't think people liked it. <laughs> I don't know if it was actually the tenth one either. Fine. Mortal Kombat ten. Yeah, which is X. So, so you say Mortal My- Kombat. <laughs> so you say Mortal Kombat X. Then you say Jason X. And I go, yeah, and Mortal Kombat X. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll amend that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. How we'll about Mortal Kombat XL? It's ten plus an L. There mm, we go. Extra large. Yeah. Extra long. Anyway, sorry. What game are we talking about? <laughs> From <The> Soft Hero. <laughs> Shadows died twice. Which is that uh, game where it looks like you're a samurai, and then when you die, you almost get like corrupted and reborn. What was the game called? To, like Sekiro. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't remember that part. I remember the shadows die twice, and that was the part of the mechanic where it's very, you know, you almost seems like you want to die, but they're not, but it's not letting you, you know, type deal. So you're this character that looks. Even though it's in the past, you, you're like built out of parts. You got like wood and metal and no. rope that's giving you like like fake limbs, and uh, you know it feels very boor- uh, bloodborne. Um, uh, oh my god, Dark Souls esque as far as the battling and the big bosses that that, that they showed off. But yeah, it looked really cool. Um, yeah, I got a very big vibe of like 
you're completing your mission. So it almost feels like no matter how many times you die, you're just going to get resurrected until you like are forced to finish what you started almost. Yeah, I mean... That's at least what I kind of... How's that any different than any other game nowadays? Yeah, I guess you do get infinite <laughs> continues. So no like. such thing as lives anymore in video games. <clears throat> um, yeah, it looked cool. Um, you know, we had heard rumors that From Software was working on something, but we hadn't really gotten a single, you know, drop of what that was. And we, we got to see it in a world premiere. It looked cool, the, the, you know, for me. I enjoyed Bloodborne, so if it's more that style, then it might be something I get into. If it comes off that it's more Dark Souls style, I'm just, for me, not interested from the difficulty level. Just don't have the time to uh, grind away at dying over and over and over again to progress 10 feet. You ain't got time to get good. I don't, unfortunately. That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Neither do I. I played Bloodborne for like two hours, and I was like... Well, I'm done with this game. Yeah, yeah. uninstall. Cool game, but cool, super but cool. Difficult, harder than I can handle. Yep, uh, with my little child hands. All right, and after that, we uh, have Bethesda take the stage, and we Shocker. get a drop of Fallout 76. So, yeah, which instantly leads us to believe, what the hell is Bethesda going to talk about? Yeah, they gave us a world premiere game, like gameplay footage that you know that. Uh, all they had told us was just giving us a slight little trailer and then the name, and we really thought they were going to hold off till till later, late, till their presentation, right. to uh, you know to show us anything because I we I figure this is a big like if not the biggest thing that they have to show, it's got to be number two, and so for me I'm like surprised that they're that they unloaded this on the Xbox stage, it. And then Todd, you know, Todd takes the stage from Bethesda and says, uh, "This is the you know most, uh, th- this is the biggest Fallout game we've ever made, four times bigger than Fallout Four. Yeah, and Fallout Four was giant. And that's I'm just like, what? And then they drop the new engine. They show footage. You can clearly tell they're running a new engine. I'm assuming we'll find out more about that at their presentation about what this engine is and what games are going like." what games are actively developing within it right now, but it looked good. You know, like that's the one thing Bethesda always gets slammed on year after year is that they were running off an, off ancient, um, you know, game development engines that were just buggy, you know, didn't look current gen, all sorts of problems. And this game, I can't speak to the bugginess and everything like that, but visually, huge upgrade, yeah. huge upgrade. Yeah, he also drops the fact that uh, Fallout 4 is uh, going to be on Xbox Game Pass right now. Yeah, today. Right. So that was uh, that was uh, a big deal. All right, then we get another Xbox exclusive after that in Crackdown 3. And we do get a window of February 2019. So the delay that we got earlier this week is confirmed that they are going to push it to early 2019. Uh, but I will say that the game, from remembering what I saw last E3, way better looking. Oh, yeah. Which was a big, you know, it, this was supposed to come out November of 2017. It was supposed to be a launch title with the Xbox One X. Oh, yeah, that's true. So to see what this game has become and just and even uh, to see the bigger role that Terry Crews is taking with this, because it's like... The character looks like, yes, you can always listen for Terry Crews' voice and be like, yes, I know who that is. But his character even looks like him now. So I think they've invested more in the fact that they wanted him to be more involved in the game. And the game looks a lot better. The gameplay reminded me of good old Crackdown when I'm watching him grab these power orbs and he's growing bigger and then he's just like, you know, grabbing a tank and chucking it across the tr- across the street. And I'm like, yes, this is... See, this trailer that we saw today is what I wanted last year and we didn't get. And so I feel more confident in Crackdown um, moving forward. It's still up in the air, right? I mean, Crackdown, the original, was something special. Crackdown 2 was eh. So can they can they bring back the magic of the original with this? I don't know. But it was a good trailer. I'm happy we have a date. Hopefully it sticks this time. Yeah. After that is my first, uh, not an exclusive to Xbox, but uh, my first b- big game that I enjoyed pulling out of this conference, and that is Metro Exodus. We get a release date of February 22nd. 
So they are playing <laughs> with fire in the fact that uh, earlier on in E3, as of yesterday, we found out that Anthem is mm-hmm. also releasing on February 22nd yeah, that's of a tough 2019. Day to so uh, launching Metro Exodus on that same day is pretty ballsy for them. I could um, see Metro actually pushing a week or, or 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 even releasing earlier. Yeah, like I, I would not want to be on that like, same week. Hey, here we go, and then they finally got the news of when Anthem was going to launch, and like crap. Well, yeah. we don't have anything prepared for this, so we're just going to go ahead and say what we originally there, stated, and there then they'll so, push it. There, if you, even if you don't like it. Anything about Anthem? There's so much hype around Anthem right now that, like, I would not want to be anywhere near it when it comes to a release date. There's yeah. just no way. It's, it'd be unfair. I would have, I would have literally called everybody at the studio and been like, "We need to push this game out two weeks earlier. Go, whatever you yeah. have to do to get it ready, do it. Yeah, or push it a week or whatever. If you if you make it earlier, great, but just get away from the 22nd. I don't want to compete with Bioware. I don't want to compete with EA. You know, I'm not saying Metro doesn't have a following, but you're but you're not Bioware. The, the marketing budget's not even going to be the same. No, like everyone, depending on you know, if you own an Xbox or a PlayStation or whatever, you're going to know when Anthem's coming out. They're gonna they're gonna market that big time. Anthem is already being pushed as the Destiny killer. It's a des you know the Destiny killer. So Bioware and EA are as long as it stays the the course, Bioware and EA are going to push the hell out of this game because they want to be the number one, you know, hybrid shooter. And yeah, I wouldn't want to be especially especially Metro, which is a first person shooter style, more story driven, but again, in the market, you're going the genre might be the same. It's a shooter versus shooter and everyone's going to Anthem. So, I don't know. I think they might change that date. Yeah. But it looked great. Look gorgeous. It looks looks awesome. Um the the biggest thing that was cool was the in-game um kind of like quick pro- progression. So like the way you reload your guns and then the the fact that like when you rebuild your gun and put different like stuff onto it, it literally happens on screen like in game. Yeah. The uh, cool customization looking. looked in, yeah, the the way that it was um presented to you was really cool. After that, we have Kingdom Hearts 3 January 29th, 2019. So we got the date Potentially, yeah. Till they delay. <laughs> <laughs> the concern. I ha- so, so it was very cool. It's you know we got to see some some new worlds that are confirmed and everything. But the concern I had is that the trailer wasn't even ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the trailer was not even ready. There was no sound effects. You're watching like people like ex- you're watching explosions and people diving and all this stuff, and there's no sound effects. It's just it's just voice lines. Ooh, we could grab that trailer and, and add our own. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects over it. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Internet sensation. We will help you out, Square Enix uh-huh. slash Disney. We'll take care of you. You just take care of us after. After yep. they see that, you we'll guys will lose you. me. I'll be going to the big time work we'll for send, Disney. Yeah, we'll send you the invoice. Right. Um, we hired Deadite. <laughs> He is our 22 caliber sound effect man. <laughs> the human human 22 rifle. <laughs> That's it. Just I'm changing. That. I'm changing just that one sound effect. I'm all changing of the my sound Twitter name for Kingdom Hearts Three are just 22 caliber. <laughs> I'm going to change my Twitter name to to at Deadite Night 22 Cal. <laughs> I like it. You should. You should. I don't think you get flagged for that at all. Why would I? Well, the government's watching you already, man. Come on, you're Deadite. Listen. Like, oh, if he changed his name to gun-related things, now he's definitely flagged. 30% of the listenership of this podcast is the government agents that are monitoring <laughs> me. So That's fair. Hey, man, we appreciate your patronage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anyways, Jesse. Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, January 29th, 2019. Like you said, um, this trailer wasn't even ready yet, so yeah. let's hope that this game is ready by then. I was happy to see it, but, but I was disappointed that the trailer was unfinished. Right. Um, next, I didn't get the names of them because I couldn't write them down quick enough, quick enough, but July and September of this year, free DLC coming to Sea of Thieves. Yeah, so they show a trailer of a uh, pirate bringing this red orb to one of the um, vendors, and... You know, the vendor looks into it and just tell you know it dives in and tells of this new this whole new like area that is a volcano spewing fire from it and and it's and it's also uh, spawning skeleton ships that yep. are that are roaming the the entire sea now and just adding this whole like new 
area being being built, and then like it pans out, and you see the pi- the, the pirate that brought it is just like tapping his like compass, and she looks up, he's like, oh. You just want to know what it's worth, huh? And he's like, he's like shakes his head, and she's like, "I'll give you ten for it." Like clearly, it's just like, like priceless, like, right. <laughs> like super like, magical hey, item. Yeah. But um, I'll give you this nickel for yeah. it. Yeah. So I had the comedy still of what what we've gotten out of Sea of Thieves and from Rare in the past, along with some cool new features, and then it spawned into that the July September expansions that we're getting, just like um, I think what Hunger the Deep is the current one that we just got. So, like, there's mm. three slated, uh, all free DLC, adding to the game, building out this, this you know, this world. And it got me instantly excited to start playing Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Looks really good. Um, there's really nothing else I could say. The trailer is just so great. Like, it yeah. sucked me in. The art style of one, you get pulled into, like, the visual storytelling of, like, the magic orb. Just the the... The shadows through like red smoke, like it was, it was really good. And it, it, anyone who's a Sea of Thieves player should be excited about this. Like if they can start to bring more of that storytelling into the game, it's gonna help. It's gonna help it flourish. Yeah, and they rambled off the millions of people that have been playing and the amount of friendships that have been made because of the game. And the one thing I can say is that. It was a it, it was a rough launch, and a lot of people criticized Rare for for an empty game and with lack of depth. But I can I can I think I can confidently say Rare is sitting is is taking all that criticism and listening to it and coming back with answers. And that's something that we can't say about other companies out there that <laughs> you know, that let you know let games just suffer or or <laughs> give up on them completely. And so. I, I actually commend Rare here. I think they're doing a good job, and I think this game, if, if it's not for you right now, it very well could be a game that you thoroughly enjoy not very far down you know the road. Yeah. All right, next is our next Xbox exclusive, and we, uh, we're watching the trailer. We can only think that it's Forza. It's Forza, and then you see the license plate it says Horizon. So we're like Forza Horizon Four. This is another. This is the next Forza Horizon game, it which are looks, generally in like an arcade style, right? So we're like, oh, it's it's super cool. It's super cool. The trailer ends, and we're like, you know, Forza Horizon Four, and you're like, cool. Oh, that was so cool. Well, then, <laughs> well, well, before before you even give that next thing away, my comment was. Why were there like other cars going the wrong direction? Right. Why did we pull up to a house and then leave the house? Like it wasn't typical Forza, right? So then, uh, you know, main developer of Playground Games comes out and decides to let us know, oh, this game is going to be coming out October second, yeah, and then shows us gameplay of a game that is basically like an MMO race well, car game. It's open world. <laughs> Super open world. There's like 50 other drivers like Chaos. flinging across the road, like <laughs> ramming into each other. You like nothing. leave your you leave your like whatever home or whatever and you hit that road and all of a sudden there's just names everywhere. There's people driving all over the place. Looks so cool. I instantly was like, "Oh my god, this is the crew." Right, we've we've seen games, we've seen racing games that have tried to do this, and it's been semi-successful, like The Crew or Need for Speed has done it. Um, but this is Forza mixed with that, and I instantly was like, "Oh my god, yes, this is what I've been wanting." Like, how many times have we played Forza Seven, and we've just like, we just wish there's a little bit more fun multiplayer aspect to it. Yeah, this here is it racing, is, man. Racing with your friends, that yeah. was it. This is it. Yeah. Um, and then you know. Like we knew that they could do with Forza, they have always had, in my opinion, the best like racing weather or acclimate weather like environment. Yeah. And now they've introduced seasons, yep. so you can literally drive through spring, winter, summer, and fall. Like, yeah, and they showed how it affects the world though. So like you're racing around this lake, you know, in the summer, but in the winter you race on, on the, the lake because it's all like because it's frozen, and yeah. it's like so. This is really cool how. Certain things open up based on the timing, and then they show world events, right? Something that's very popular, like you said, an MMO. Blimps come about, come over these certain areas. Every, it's a, basically a giant invite to any lo, anybody online that's playing. They all race to the blimp and join this like world event, and that that's again seems super cool. Yeah, I'm very excited to get some more details on this game because we know some Forza. And the ability to edit your cars and customize things and all the small just features that Forza has, how is that going to work with 
an open world, shared world with other players? Are we going to be yeah. able to trade cars? Are we going to be able like, what's going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's finally something, because when I got Forza 7 with you, like I enjoyed it for like a week, and I was like, okay, yep, this is dumb and repetitive. I yeah. feel like th- what they've given us here can hold me for much longer yeah. to where it's like there'll be a lot of different like open world challenges you could do and yeah. more multiplayer aspects of the game. I've always enjoyed the Horizon uh, series more than the traditional series because and you know people go both ways based off if you like arcade racing versus simulator. And we liked 7 because we picked it up to to really test out our Xbox One X. Right. And it was gorgeous and that's what held us for a while it was just us in awe of how good how good it looked. But I love Horizon 3. One of my favorite things of, of Forza Horizon 3 was the Hot Wheels track. You went off to this island that was literally built with orange track, oh, and you yeah. just raced around in crazy cars, and it was so much fun, you know? So that's, that's what I'm excited about this, is that it's that with multiplayer, open world. All right, other than that, uh, some, I'll just spitball a few of them off here because they didn't give a ton of information that we didn't already know aside from maybe some dates and stuff, but we got a, tra- a t- trailer for Battlefield Five. What they're about the single player DLC. Yep. yep. Uh, we got uh, We Happy Few from Gearbox um, with announced uh, date of August. Boo. <laughs> well, Gearbox is publishing it. I believe yeah. it's actually developed by. Developed by um, it. uh, yeah, they dropped the name of the studio. I don't yeah. recall off yep. the top of my head, but um, we got some information about some different modes coming to PUBG. With coming war- to console PUBG, yeah, war mode in in console yeah. PUBG and stuff like that. Probably some stuff to PC too, but I, I, it was a console console exclusive thing or whatever. Because I think some of that stuff that they showed is actually already on the PC. Right. Then my favorite moment, personally, of the Microsoft whole shabam just everything microsoft did this this really blew me away and that was ubisoft shows us the division 2 and drops a date of march 15th 2019 yeah uh we know now it's in washington you know washington dc capital um virus has spread you know has spread here and they gave us a, a pretty good like story of what of what's going to happen mm-hmm. and uh we thought it was done at that point we got this cool like we saw the you know we saw a a cool like just cut scene and then it went faded to black like all right cool got the date all right cool and then it went into gameplay footage yeah and uh, they advertised the engine again that's running on which looks like a enhanced engine based from from when the first game was made um, and it looked fantastic. It looked beautiful. Not yeah. that the first game, the first game still amazes us. Still is a beautiful game, but this looked better. Yeah, the the real world, like, I guess, shooter <laughs> scenario was, like, super cool to me. And the fact that this guy picks up a legendary shotgun, pulls it out a little bit later in the trailer, and then shoots the guy he's attacking in the knee, and the guy drops to that knee. Like, I've never seen that in a game where it's like you shoot the guy in the foot and he, like, hops up with that foot. Like, you could actually tell he hit you in that side or that body part. Yeah, you could target. It seems like you can target parts and it actually plays a major effect, um, including that character that you're talking about, which was like a heavy. It was a it was a it was an epic level uh, enemy. And he was a heavy uh, loaded out enemy with a ton of armor. And we've seen that with like some of the flamethrower guys in Division one. But the thing about it was how specifically targeting they were like there was this little red box on his back that they were trying to blow up first which then weakened him so that you could do more damage and start to blow off parts of his armor and that was a little more advanced than what we've seen in division one mm-hmm. and then just the overall scene there where you're literally fighting around air force one plane laying on the ground with the wings torn off of it and you could get inside of it and use it as cover like the world looks fantastic you know the gameplay looks pretty traditional to so far to uh, Division, but man, does the world look amazing! It looks less gritty. Like the yeah. original Division was real gritty. Well, it was in New and, York. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's got to be gritty, <laughs> uh, gritty and dark. That was my. You know, again, I, I watched you play some Division. It's not like I put a ton of time into this, but I got gritty and dark was what I got from this. This was a bright, in broad daylight. 
um, around a, a, a sort of an absurd scene, uh, the demolished Air Force One you were fighting in. And that got me excited just seeing that um, there's there's an element of fun that's going to come in seeing some of the, the sights and sounds that are going to be yeah. in Washington, D.C. It's The environment change gets me more interested as someone who didn't play the first game. Yeah, so the game looks quite large. But again, we only got a taste of a four-player cooperative mission run. We saw nothing about uh, you know Dark Zone. We saw nothing about all these other functions that are so loved in Division One that we have a lot more to find out. Hopefully, at, at Ubisoft's uh, presentation. But you know, at the same time, if we don't see it at Ubisoft's presentation, we start to instantly go, "Uh oh!" Hopefully, they're not doing what Bungie did. <laughs> right. Hopefully, this isn't you know th- that there's not things missing out of this game. Again, I'm giving them right now. Right now, we have no idea, but that that is a thought that ran through my head. Is like, well, it looked really good. We only saw a small snippet. I got to give Ubisoft presentation a chance because I wanna I wanna hear some more about what's gonna happen in this game. And you know, they've given us a they've given us an exact date, so they're they're on limited time now. Yeah. Um. After this, we see Shadow of the Tomb Raider with a release date of September 14th this year. Really? That came after this? Yep. Oh. I mean, it look, it's Tomb Raider. It's Crystal Dynamics. It looks good. Um, I mean, it visually looks amazing. I'm sure it'll be another great game of this reboot for the franchise. I'm not a Tomb Raider guy, so I don't, I'm not yeah. super pumped about I, it. It looked but good. I know, <laughs> I know a lot of people will enjoy this game. So. Yep. And then after that, we got Skate. Yes, Game 4! Oh, no, what? we didn't. But we did get an Xbox exclusive in a new skateboard game called Session. Yeah, so cool. what we don't know is could this be from the same people that did Skate, right? Mm-hmm. We might find this out. and just, we, They just didn't want to call it Skate 4. They wanted to, we wanted to relaunch into a new IP. Um, and But we'll, find, we'll have to find that out. Uh, nonetheless, I think any anybody that's a fan of uh, you know skateboard games or even, or just the, or just skateboarding in general had to get excited about this because everyone's been begging for it. I mean, there's a reason why the old skate games are still one of the top played games uh, backwards compatibility. So like people want this game, they want Skate Four. So if Session ha- it turns out to be that. Um, you'll have a lot of happy people. It'll help you out. You have less of a risk of falling and hurting yourself playing Session than you do actually out on your porch. Will it help me out, or will it will it encourage me to go try dumb things? Ooh. Both. Jazzy. <laughs> we need to make sure that the local hospital has better chairs because we're going to have to go visit Grim after yeah. he falls. We yeah. need, like, those a Michigan man, like, inflatable shoots, and we just need to put Test and Grim in both of them. Guys, guys, <laughs> guys, I go to Fossil Night, okay? It's surrounded by people that have no business being on skateboards, so we all protect each other. There you go, there you go. Um, are we going to reference uh, Xbox Pass? Is that on your list? The what, Game Pass? Game Pass. Because I just feel like that didn't that hit before skate, for session. I mean, maybe I don't think I wrote that down. Okay, I think I was too focused on what Ethan was saying about that. Probably something stupid and distracting. Very. <laughs> if you didn't write it down, let's just mention it. Xbox okay. Pass, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, you know, they took the stage. They announced two day Fallout Four, which we already knew about, but Elder Scrolls Online yep. and um, Division Division One, Division yep. one. all available via the Game Pass today. So if you're a Game Pass member, they're going to be up there. You're going to get them. Then they announced day one, you know, coverage of some of their of some of Xbox exclusives. But then they dropped that they have four games: uh, Ashen, uh, Warhammer, and a um, couple others. We Happy Few, and I forgot what the fourth one was. But anyways, um, third party developers giving day one access via Game Pass. Yep. So they're starting to make those relationships with outside studios to get that same result as Gears of War, Halo, you know, whatever. So I thought that was interesting um, because that, that was the piece that we've all wondered is like, well, if you have no exclusives, then what am I actually getting? Am I getting three games every, a year, day one access? Well, no, here, we got our answer. We're going to be getting more. Very cool. So um, also with that... Did you, are you going to talk about the studios? That, the studios, no. I did not write the studios. Okay, well, then we got to make a we note of that, too. That. Um, Phil took the stage around that same time to announce 
that Xbox bought, and and basically Xbox Studios bought five additional studios to become part of the Microsoft Xbox brand. You know, and, and that brand consists of companies like Rare, uh, The Coalition, you know, micro, um, 343, but they added companies like Playground. So, uh, so yep. for some people that didn't realize Playground, when you think of Forza, it's been exclusive. So I, I'm not going to lie. I thought they already owned them. True. I'm, so I'm with you on that. The fact that they didn't, it's very smart that they that they decided to do this because if they if if they would have left and, and uh, you know take some of their talent elsewhere, who knows? But the cool the side note about Playground was that you know they're making Forza for us. They're part of us now, and their new MMO open world aspect. That that technology, they are working on a different IP with it, and we're excited to tell you about it soon. So possibly a non-racing game that they're using that open world feature for something else. That is uh, very cool. And then uh, We Happy Few developer got picked up. The um, I forgot the other ones. Wow. I'm, a ter- I'm terrible. I'm trying to picture. so Because they, they showed panels with the games these studios have made. And mm. some of them I recognized. Some of them I didn't. And I'm trying to, while Grim is Googling that, we're not, I'm not going to deliberately speak slower <laughs> to try and draw this out <laughs> longer than it needs to be. Keep, keep dragging it out because I think I got the wrong article. I... Okay, well, he's got, we're going to come back to that. Okay, Why don't okay, you good tell idea. us about the Xbox exclusive Cuphead Delicious Last Course, yes. which is coming in 2019, where we get another playable character. Will it be three-player co-op? That's what I'm hoping. So they, they, they announced that there's going to be like a new set of worlds, and they may have called it like a new island. Um, that's gonna, you know, you, and they added that ch- what's like Chalicina or yeah. Chaliset, uh, Chalice, Chalice or yeah. something yeah. like that. Um, so a third playable character, which it would be cool to get a third playable character on screen. Is that too chaotic? I don't know, but I know when Absolutely, I'm Absolutely, <laughs> which will make it amazing. <laughs> when I'm playing Cuphead, I need all the help I can get. So new bosses, new areas, and a new new character. Anything that's more Cuphead is good with me. All right. Okay, so I can't believe we forgot the other ones. This is the shame on that's us. That's what but, I'm saying. Okay, so lead, leading the way was uh, the new studio founded by uh, in Santa Monica, The Initiative, which is set to be led by the former Crystal Dynamics head uh, of the studio, Daryl Gallagher. Uh, uh, additionally, Microsoft is acquiring Undead Labs, which is your State mm. of Decay team. Yep. Playground Games, which is your Forza Horizon team. Yep. Um, Ninja Theory. Oh yeah, oh, that yeah, was I forgot about Hellblade. I should have known that. Yep, and then Compulsion Games, We Happy Few. So all those studios are now Microsoft Studios. Very cool. That's, I mean, and and that continues to go forth. The the criticism we've given Microsoft for years is you need more exclusives, and owning more studios gives you more opportunities to have more exclusives. So I, yeah. it, it's super cool, and hopefully all these studios will continue to thrive and continue to make great video games. Under the Microsoft Studios, before they announced this, they had six studios. They now added five more. They almost doubled their amount of studios today on stage. So that's cool. cool. Yeah, big news for Xbox. Yep. All right, then we have Devil May Cry 5, spring of 2019. Yeah! Yeah, it looked cool. I mean, we had heard rumors a new Devil May Cry game would come out, but the uh, the catch here that I don't think people saw coming is that this is Devil May Cry 5, a true sequel from Devil May Cry 4, which was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we be- between those, we've had the reboot of Devil May Cry Definitive Edition, which was this recreation um, that was good it was very good so i think a lot of people thought if we're getting a new one it's going to be built off of that and instead this is coming off of four so very interesting look cool look fun um the one thing we could take away from it was the main character's arm which was more demon based has something something happens to it and now there's a companion that's coming along with him that is building arms for him and it looks like you upgrade your arm through time yeah. but um there's confusion she around drives the truck and upgrades your arm it yeah. looks like <laughs> yeah so good lady yeah um looks interesting i mean definitely cries a fun game you like a ha- you're looking for a fun combo hack and slash you know just over the top game 
I mean, that big bad guy's yeah, stomach opened up and ate half of a bus and then spit it out into a big flaming, like, fireball. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're, like, I played the definitive edition of, like, that recreation of Devil May Cry and the f- opening scene. I remember sci-fi was with me. Like, uh, the opening scene, the character is, like, in a in a trailer or an RV, like, like we've seen in this, and just... Uh, battle breaks out and the RV's flying through the air and he's naked but there's like a piece of pizza covering his private area as he's shooting guns and like it's just that's the type of game it is it's crazy funny and and at the same time like cool creatures that you just explain right. you know so uh, yeah we'll, we'll uh, look forward to, to more of that I really enjoyed that the original creator of Devil May Cry came out and you could just feel the passion in his presentation just you know, and I don't know his name. I'm not familiar with the developer, but just the just the excitement he had about being back and being able to create a true sequel to four, it, it gave me even more reason to be excited for the game. Yeah. Then we got to make sure that uh, test is queued up because you, this next exclusive from Microsoft is going to blow your pants away when he describes what it is. Tunic. So picture if you were playing Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, but you were a cute little fox. Yeah. And that's Tunic. Tunic looked fantastic. <laughs> From dungeons that you were adventuring to, to uh, a vast world that they kept zooming out on and just showing more and more of it. And the art style was cute. The gameplay looked fun. It, it, it looked, you know, yeah, we compared it to Zelda, but it looked more like... Like uh, precise, the controls were like you saw someone swing and they dodged over it and then swung into another character. Like it just looked fun. It kind of reminded me of like uh, Hyper Light Drifter, where it was that that top down view with just quick actions and being able to jump right into a combo and then dash out and jump back in. So yeah, um, looks look cool. Interesting original IP. Then we had uh, Bandai Namco, and they introduced Jump Force, which is coming out in the large window of 2019. Yeah, we didn't see any comic book fighter. Ah, well, watch your mouth there. It's not comic book. Uh, Comic anime. (laughs) Anime, manga. Manga. There it is, manga. We don't want anybody coming and, like, like, Attacking us, okay? You, you gotta watch those. I get attacked. You get attacked. Yeah, I can take it. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. But uh, I mean, we didn't get any gameplay. It was just a. It was a fun trailer with Dragon Ball. Uh, um, oh my God! All my uh, Dragon Ball. That's what I got. Who else was in there? Naruto, Naruto and One Piece. Um, we got a, a brief glimpse of Death Note, and um, they were all kind of just fighting in the middle of a city with major destruction because of Frieza. Um, it might be just a 3D arena battle game. You know, they, those they've done it before. Just could be a new one. And for me, nothing I'm crazy about. Nothing I'm jumping up and down about. But I know there's some people that were in the uh, stream that were very excited. Yeah. And then we have a little game that Microsoft drops called Dying Light 2. I will uh, play the horns ceremoniously. <sighs> Wow. It looks sweet. Wow. That's all I can say about this one. Yeah. I don't know if I've... (laughs) I just got done playing Detroit Become Human, where the whole game is based upon whichever decision you make impacts the rest of your gameplay. And uh, this basically makes that look like a child's game (laughs) because literally the decision you make affects the whole world. Uh, Not just the rest of your gameplay, but the way the world reacts, too. Yeah, hundreds of decisions that are going to change everything and uh, adding adding probably a ton of replay value to this game in the sense of, well, what if I do this, you know? Um, It looked great. It looked really cool. Um, The the world looks fantastic. Techland Techland is is one of those developers that they love video games. And if we learned anything from the first Dying Light is that they just gave tons and tons of DLC and support to a game all for free. And yes, they had some expansions that they that they charged, but the amount of content that they continued and and the amount of time that they supported their game. yeah, if you're a Dying Light fan, this was a huge surprise and instant excitement. But not as exciting as this next one, because I'm pretty sure you almost fell out of your chair 
In 2019, <clears throat> we are getting exclusive to the Xbox Battletoads. Oh, my God. Finally. <laughs> it's been four years. Okay? Stop teasing me. Phil wore, Phil wore a Battletoads shirt, I think, three years ago, and I was like, yes, we're gonna, he's, he wouldn't wear it for no reason. I was wrong. Well, I wasn't, it wasn't entirely wrong. We got, like, Killer Instinct character, playable character, whatever. But... Yeah, man. Battletoads, we saw no gameplay, we just saw a rock, and then we saw a speeder crash into it, you know, and, which is, you know, if you played any battle, or if you played Battletoads, it's famous, you know the level, you, and, and it's, unless you know the pattern, it's a pain in the ass and almost impossible. Then you see a tongue shoot from the side, pull the, pull the, uh, speeder away, and then, you know, the Battletoads image pops up, a couple more tongues pull things out of the way, and then it just says... 2019, right? So, yep. I um, it was enough for me. I was it was it, I was. <laughs> I don't want to say it's on par with last year when Metroid Prime Four, you know, just just a little bit of space with a number and then some sounds, and then I was like, "Yep, I'm good. I'm good. I'm <laughs> yeah. spent." But it was close, man. I'm very excited. Um, I'm sure that I can speak to it as well. This is it said three player couch co op, so very gonna have, we're gonna have a blast with it. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a new adventure. I get to be my man, Pimple. Yeah, that's the only thing I can say is that I I hope it's a new adventure, uh, not that this isn't just some sort of remake. I I'd actually be really disappointed if it's just like an HD remake yeah. or something like that. I I do want it to be a a new Battletoads game, uh, everything new. Yeah, please. Because an HD remake that's not that's not E3 stage worthy. No. That's you. Hey, guess what's coming out next Tuesday? Worthy, you know? Yeah, yep. right. Uh, then the next game, uh, Just Cause 4. This was <laughs> the only real major leak coming out of Xbox. Um, but they did have the release date of December 4th of this year. And uh, it looks good. What game was this? Just Cause 4. Yeah, yeah. if you're a Just Cause fan, then you're going to enjoy this game. High destruction, just over-the-top crazy, you know, flying around in a squirrel suit, shooting rockets off your back, and then everything's you can destroy anything and everything in just cause so um it's a fun game it's just uh, from what i've played at conventions usually is when i and i jump in on cause just cause three we played uh they're fun i just for me with the amount of games that i get and the amount of time i have to play them this is not a ip that i've uh that i've played much of yep look good though then you lose your mind because we get <laughs> all three Gears Pop game. Which was cool. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> like, for me, I'm like, you know, we're not going to get a lot of Gears news, so this is cool. Right. Then we get thrown right into a Gears Tactics. Again, not. Which is a tactical yeah. game. And I'm not a tactics fan, but because you put the word Gears on it, just like Killzone Liberation. Uh, Killzone Liberation was a tactical game on the PSP. And I played the hell out of it because it had the word Killzone in it. So I'm like, all right, okay, I'll I'll uh, I'll take a look. All right, but so the cutesy Funko Pop one has me excited. I'm, I was very intrigued. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping they were going to give us just a glimpse at what this was because it very well played out to like a three v three. So I wondered, like, is this like like an actual third person like mobile fighting game, or is it going to be tactical? Like, what style game is it? We don't know. Yeah, but I did like seeing that Funko's getting into the video game world a little bit more <laughs> as far as digitally. And then I'm like, oh, there, there's it. That's that's all yeah. they're gonna give us on Gears. Gears of War Shelter, you know. <laughs> yeah. Gear, yeah, Gears Shelter. But no, they drop a trailer. Gears, and we get Gears, Gears of War Puzzle League Five. Gears of War Five, <laughs> and I about shit my pants. Yep. And by about, I mean I did. Yep. And I apologize for everyone in this room. But holy shit, like we got a <sighs> we got a frozen cog, and I was like, oh my god, like they're gonna talk about it, and then they and then they're like. Here's some footage. And I was like, what? <laughs> and we just cut into it. And oh my God, people, it was beautiful. Like, I, I can't, it's clearly set several years in the future because the changes to some of these characters are blatant, blatantly obvious that there's been a little bit of time from four. It's not picking up right where it left off. And, uh, you know, you, you get to watch uh, Kate kind of come back to the village where I believe, they don't show it, but I believe uh, her uncle-like figure is dead on the ground being covered up, and she's very upset. And that's when JD walks up, shaved head, looking a little bit older, 
the weird design on his arm, and he's kind of an asshole. And I'm like, whoa, this guy was this guy was always the dude that this was always the guy that was like he wasn't his dad. He wasn't Marcus. You know, they're both Phoenix. Sorry, J.D. Phoenix, Marcus Phoenix, uh, father's son. So, like, something's happened where he's, you know, and he does, he is in command and he does seem kind of like a dick. And they're trying to, like, get them all on a ship to leave and she wants to stay. And that's when, that's when the tie-in from the last game hits and she starts to talk about the medallion and how something's happening and she needs to take care of it. And that's when the, the group splits off. So you, Kate, and then, and, and um, wow, I forgot his name, but another character go on this adventure, JD and them, and Marcus, and, and Marcus they, they go back to headquarters or whatever it is that they're going. And, you know, the cryptic message is left where JD's telling, telling the guy, hey, be careful because, and, and he's like, she would never do anything, you know, she would die for us. And he's like, yeah, but what if it's not her choice? And this all spins, you know, kind of comes from the fact that her bloodline is connected to the queen of the of the uh locus. So man, it was good. I liked that character being introduced in 4 and kind of they built it up, built it around her mother and stuff and so to have this next one spin off where and they did mention that you're going to be kind of playing two storylines, so I think you will go over to JD in them, mm-hmm. but to have her build out her storyline in a way that we brought up on the stream when we were doing the stream, like, oh man, are you literally playing a storyline where she could potentially become the bad guy? Right. And so it it was good. I, I'm so excited. 2019. 2019. 2019. So excited. All right, and if we didn't think that that was the end of it, because we were like, oh, Gears 5, there's no way anything else is going to be better than that. Phil takes the stage, thanks everybody like he does every year, and then in a very sombra from Overwatch fashion, (laughs) the whole studio and stage and performance and everything get hacked by CD Projekt Red, Mm. and they drop us Mm. the next Cyberpunk 2077. 2077 trailer. Yes. And it, man, something that we've been, was never even confirmed if they were coming to E3. It was still just rumored and we were hoping and here it was. Um, man, the, we got no gameplay, but the world, just, just what they showed us and, and the story that they kind of laid out in front of us. CD Projekt Red just is on fire right now. They are on fire. You yeah. just feel like they can do no wrong, and this game feels like every time we're going to get a little bit of more information, we're just going to get more and more excited. This is going to just this game, as long as it stays on its path, is going to set records. Yeah, it's. it's, it's I mean, The Witcher Three did with multiple Game of the Year awards, and that's then what the I year mean, after though. that, they said, "Hey, you can't win an award for a DLC," or else they probably would have won all the awards <laughs> right, for Witcher right. Three that year too. <laughs> but um, yeah, CD Projekt Red is just knocking them out of the park. This game looks gorgeous. So I didn't yeah. play Witcher because I'm not a fantasy guy, but the reputation, the hype around Witcher has me so excited. And like you guys said, the world that they've built out here. Um, I but the thing is, I really want to see gameplay really, really bad yeah. now, which is good. If they're putting out a hype hype trailer for me, who's who's someone that doesn't have Witcher experience, to go, I need to know what this game exactly is going to be. That's a good thing. That's what they want out of a trailer yeah. like this. So yep. that's cool. Yeah. See, that's the same with we me. Might Witcher. Still get it. Witcher <laughs> three. They have the ability to still pop that gameplay some, somewhere else it's in E3. True. You're right. Yeah. They. Um, you know, that's the thing about Witcher 3 for me, too, is that, like, it was a very good game, and I played a little bit of it, but not, like, like my wife or, or Jazzy or anybody that sunk a ton of time into it because it just wasn't my the setting that I cared as much yeah. about. But the, but Cyberpunk's setting is like, yeah, I, I can't wait to play this game. I'll sink some time into this game. Yeah. And that's the, that, that, that was, was the yeah. presentation. 50 video games, uh, 18... Ex- exclusives. exclusives, 15, 15 world, world premieres. premieres. And they also loaded up the stage with probably, I don't know, 30, 40 stations. That, so, before we step off CD Project Red, yeah. 
it's been confirmed that during the hacking sequence, they showed a bunch of like hex codes of mm-hmm. random letters and numbers. They were free codes for the Witcher three. For the Witcher three, they were legitimate <laughs> oh, codes. That's cool. Yeah, we we had heard that they were codes and that they'd all be redeemed, but we weren't sure what they were for. So there you have it. They were giving away some some free Witcher three codes. That's really cool. That's cool. Um, where was I going with this? What the hell was I saying? Microsoft had a hell of a. Uh, they had a hell of a show. Hell of absolutely. A show. Um, we didn't. Microsoft was that was the company that we weren't. Sh- I wasn't sure. What we were gonna get? They were the they were quiet. There wasn't a whole lot of leaks. There wasn't you know it was just like what are what do they have to even show us? That was what the question, and I have to give them credit for them being able to build such an amazing show. And now I remember what I was saying was the stage. The stage was so special this year because they had forty different booths. They had forty different stations, all running um, Xbox development kits with you know controllers. But so, but a whole row of them was running the new um, accessibility controller. Yes. And we even saw people play. They brought people on stage that were playing with different controller types off of that device. You know, and they didn't focus on it, but it was there. You know, and everything that was tied into those booths was tied to the big screen, and it just created for a very smooth transition between uh, scenes. I was very impressed. Phil, uh, Phil obviously is always someone I enjoy. He's, he is a presenter. He is an entertainer. And so he's a great face for, for Xbox. Um, I thought his message came through strong that they're here. They're investing. They are serious. For, you know, They want you to believe that the best place to play video games is on an Xbox. And after this show, I am, ve- I am very happy to be an Xbox owner. I am very excited about the future of Xbox, and I feel that that everything is moving in in the direction that it needs to move in for this for this company. So I uh, I give them a, a wow. I don't want to give them a perfect grade, but I mean I I have to give them an A minus. I have to put them in the A bracket. They were they surprised me almost around every corner. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Too. I I'll give them eight out of ten. So I'll, I'll give them that high score as well. I thought the so just give them an A minus instead of a number when I just gave a letter because an, no, eight, cause yeah, an yeah. eight out of ten is actually a B minus. Just so. Oh okay. Well then, give them a B minus. Wait, no, no, no. I'm not doing the math right. Yeah, I am. You're right. Yeah, it's an eighty percent. A B. I'll give them an A minus. Okay. How about that? <laughs> Nine out of ten. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Um, yeah. no. The the biggest surprise for me is I thought Microsoft going into this was going to focus really heavily on the indie scene, and uh, come to find out that they're just buying studios, which is what we want them to do, yeah. so that they can give us exclusive content. So, yeah, and a few of their like highlight trailers showed off. I think what would be considered a lot of indie games uh, that are coming, but um, you know, they didn't sit there and talk about it right. a lot. So my perspective is a little bit different from you guys because I'm not an Xbox owner. And I'm going to come out with a B-. I thought the show was really well put together. I thought they showed off a lot of game footage for games I'm excited about. But they didn't do a single thing to make me think, oh, I need to buy an Xbox. Which I, I think that's a miss then. And that, that you know that's something you know, I have to knock them on a little bit. Like, Gears looks awesome. But I've never been a Gears player. But, you know, that game, it, I'm not hyped enough yet where I would even consider dropping the money for the system for it. And then there was nothing about the show that made me think I need to go out and buy an Xbox. But again, the show was well put together. They showed off a lot of good games. But yeah, I think the problem for you in example is that you've never been an Xbox guy. Yeah. There's, there's So like their style and their like Gears of War, Halo, Forza, um, Fable, like it, yeah. it does none of those none of those mean anything to you. So even if they would have announced Fable, if they would have announced all these like there wouldn't have been anything that, that is Microsoft based that would have changed your mind. It would have had to be an entirely new IP that was completely out of the blue that we never heard of that was like, oh. Or if I mean this would never happen because it's already been announced, but like if they were like Anthem's exclusive to Xbox. Yeah. You know, something like that that would have drove you. And and I mean I get it. Like that's that's fair, but I I don't think yeah, there wasn't anything. Like Ori is really cool and, and you should experience it, but are you gonna buy an Xbox for Ori? It's the same thing with Cuphead. I really liked Cuphead. I was yeah. so excited about Cuphead last year. But yeah. I mean it was you know, that one twenty dollar downloadable title is not enough to get me to be like, Oh, I really need to think I need to add this platform. 
to my collection. But again, uh, B minus is it's, it's super good, fair. It's still a good grade. As, yeah, as someone who's not an Xbox fan, I enjoyed it. it I, I'm not saying that like as a knock on them. I'm just you know they didn't do enough to get me excited about their brand. Yeah, I'm but curious I, for. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's that's good. I'm curious for test though because he's somebody that before the show even started, he's like, I honestly have no reason to even be here other than to run the show. I'm not excited at all. Not, you know, I don't care about anything when it comes to Microsoft. Now now that you've had the show, any different opinion? Do you have a grade for it? So I I was an Xbox guy, right? For a while, you know, right. I, I was first in line to get the Xbox One. Um, you know, I had multiple 360s that would keep red ringing, but I kept <laughs> buying more of them because I, I was so in with uh, with Xbox. Um, but Deadite took a lot of a lot of the words right out of my mouth. Um, I was, I'm ready to buy an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4 again. Um, and I was waiting to see if Microsoft would do anything that would say, okay, I got to go team, team Microsoft, team Xbox. And there was, there was nothing here that said, okay, um, I really want to play that game. I'm going to go buy an Xbox. It just, they, they did, they didn't win me back. Not that they pushed me away. Um, and I don't know what I would have needed to see to say, okay, cool, I'm ready to go buy an Xbox. Um, but I'm not going to be as critical on the grade. I'm going to give them a solid B um, because I think they they did Xbox well. They did Microsoft well. They did they Their stage presence was perfect. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. So solid B, um, n- nothing I'm looking to rush out and buy, but I will play the shit out of the Funko Pop Gears game <laughs> yeah. on my phone. Yeah. The, the one thing I'll say, if I was in test position where I didn't already own a PlayStation, I was trying to decide between the two, actually everything Microsoft's doing with Game Pass could be a swaying factor if I didn't already own right. one of the two platforms because having those day one released big titles yep. available f- at such an accessible price, that's something that would motivate me as a consumer. And I think that's maybe maybe our group doesn't get as excited about Game Pass in some ways because you know we go out and we buy titles. But that is something that you know I think a lot of people should be excited about. And I really I really like what Microsoft's doing with their platform. It's still there's not game there's not games that I can't already play on PlayStation that I'm really excited about. No, so. that's true. I, and it makes sense. I think this definitely played to the current Xbox fan. Right. They really paid, you know, tribute to their fan base that got, they already you have. You got to take care of your players like yeah. first and foremost, so that's gr- that's great. And I think there was enough new stuff to get people excited and I think Deadite's point is very good. Someone that doesn't own either one, I think you did a good job at at least making them think about it. If I had to pick, you know, it's tough to say we haven't seen Sony yet. Right. But if I if I was in test position, may- maybe I would be leaning towards Microsoft. Yeah, currently right now, I can tell you day one through a, through a Game Pass, like there's nothing like that on PlayStation. So, you know, maybe tomorrow that changes, but currently right now, right. this is the situation we're in. And yeah, I mean, overall, it was a great show. They 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 really did a good job and the uh, they were across the street. They were not at E3 this year. This was not. This was at their own location. They rented out across the street in LA, and it was gorgeous. The seating arrangement was bigger than ever. They allowed more people into it. So again, the access and ability to enjoy this, uh, you know, this experience. Microsoft did a great job. Yeah, I think that, you know. I think one reason why I have to give this grade, and then we can end this, is they focused on the games. They pushed the hell. Out of games, games, games. They didn't worry about you know spending ten minutes on Mixer. Did they drop the word Mixer a bunch of times? Sure, but did they go and sit there and talk about Mixer? Talk about their media aspect? Talk about hell? They we, the one thing we didn't see was the new Elite controller that's rumored. Maybe we see it just on the convention floor. They announced it. They didn't want to waste time up for it right. on the show. They wanted to push fifty games with a ton of exclusives and a ton of world premieres, and that was what. We wanted so good job for them. All right, that's been our Xbox presentation recap here at E3 2018. You can check out blogs, uh, everything going on at E3 right from gameslowmedia.com. And then we will be back live uh, again for PlayStation Experience, uh, PlayStation presentation, I should say, mm-hmm. and Nintendo's presentation. We will have blogs coming up for Ubisoft, Square Enix. Um, and a bunch of other individual game coverage throughout E3. 
So thank you to everyone that's been hanging out through what we've already done with Grimlock's uh, opinion launching and is available to watch uh, on gameslemedia.com to covering the EA Play and really to cover Anthem and, and a lot of the other things that EA had to say. And then moving into this. So we're, we're excited. We are in E3 2018. It has already been a surprising show. We were. I Absolutely. was. I personally was slightly concerned, thinking this was going to be a down year, and I'm. I can say right now, everything is above expectations at this point. I'm flying above expectations. We'll see how Sony and Nintendo can do, but right now things are good. Things are very good. So, uh, let's thank the patrons one more time, Jazzy. What what's patron? What's Patreon all about? Patreon is about that special way that you can give back to us for all the great content that you consume from GameZilla Media. Go to GameZilla Media patron page, which is patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, and you can start your patronage today. That's right. So support us so that we can keep giving you great content. If you enjoy this, then help us out. All right. Um, Dada, anything you want to say? Make sure you're stopping by GameZillaMedia.com, checking uh, the blogs, giving them a read, get on social media as videos, as things get released online. We'll be sharing those. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be on Twitter, we'll be on Instagram. Make sure you're, you're sticking with all things GameZilla Media for all of your E3 coverage all week long. Uh, we're going to be giving you E3 the on, only the way that GameZilla can. So you're not going to get this. From another big website, all right? You only get it at GameZillaMedia.com. All this goodness. All this jackassery. So that's right. <laughs> all this real shit, okay? No, we, we burn that real shit. That's right. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. We will see you tomorrow. Well, actually, sorry. Uh, some, of, uh, some of you will see us tonight for uh, Bethesda. So a little bit later, we uh, will we'll be on. I, again, this is a podcast, so I guess you won't see us. But you'll get some more content coming up. Neat. All right. Well. See ya, everybody. Game on. Game on. Game on.